0: Hey! another edition of believe in eagles 5 and 0 the birds are back this week against the jets we'll take a quick look back at their win against the rams i'm your host mike gill aton Shander is a familiar voice and face in the philly market and he's going to be joining me on these wednesdays as we take a look we record this on wednesdays don't forget like rate review subscribe and watch us right here on the believe show sure. aton baby 5 and 0 again, i know like five and zero, oh, man. It doesn't feel it,
1: like it, no. It, no, you're right, man. It, it doesn't feel like five and zero oh at all, Mike. And, and I think it's not just the typical trying to find something negative in, in everything that happens in Philadelphia sports. I think that there's some real tangible issues with this team. But look, credit the Philadelphia Eagles for still winning games. I mean, honestly, the only team that truly looks unblemished at this point is arguably San Francisco. Even the Chiefs, they go down, they, they lose to Detroit week one. They didn't look great against the Jets. You know, you, you have Kelsey Hurt. Like, every team, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, look at the Cowboys, look at other Vikings are non-existent. So, credit the – as much as we'd love to look at some negative things and kind of point some holes and stuff, even with doing that, the Philadelphia Eagles have survived. And it's, it's awesome to see – but at the same time, you, you kind of wait and think, like, how long can this keep going?
0: All right, so let's take a look back quick to the Rams game. They kind of yeah. dominate time of possession. They get the two sacks from Reddick late. I thought that was a big thing there. They sucked uh, sucked in in the, the, the defense, sucked them in in the first half. Or excuse me, the Rams offense sucked them in in the first half. They kind of went up and down the field. They got the Eagles kind of all over the place. And then the Eagles made some adjustments. I think they got more pressure, and that was the big difference there. You take a look at what they did defensively in the second half of that game. If they can play like that, that's their recipe.
1: Yeah, I I think the issue that's been going on, and look, you're going to have a good chance to correct that this week, is consistency on defense. We saw Hassan Reddick. We we just saw guys make plays, one-on-one individual plays, and and that's going to be huge. So moving forward, if the offense does sputter, like we saw in the second half without a touchdown, I know you have Jake Elliott, the man of the NFL right now, MVP candidate, Jake Elliott right now. What are the odds on that? Seriously. I mean, look, I I would put a sprinkle at this point. If the Eagles go undefeated at this rate and Jalen Hurts is not dominating from a statistical standpoint, I mean, how could you ignore? But, no, the reality is that you have now a defense that while Sean Desai is the defensive coordinator, much like last year with Jonathan Gannon, not quite dominant from a coaching standpoint – But look, I I think the players have been. You've got a defensive front that you can rotate guys in. You've got guys who should be able to make one-on-one plays against opposing offensive linemen. And to your point about last week in that second half, look, there's no reason, Mike, that this defense should not be able to pick right back up against this Jets offense, against that offensive line, against that quarterback, and continue that level of pressure that we saw successfully, mind you, in the second half.
0: Yeah, look, to me, the Eagles' defense, uh, they are everything relies on that front. If they get pressure, they generally will win. The Washington game, they didn't get the pressure. They end up winning that game, but that's why Washington was in that game. The Eagles' defense is predicated on making the other team go 9, 10, 11, 12 plays, kill clock, have to go all the way down the field, and then give up only three and not six. Washington was able to get six in that game. But generally, the Eagles, they did it last week. The first drive, they went down and scored the Rams. Second time, they go down and score. But after that, these long drives turn into mistakes, penalties, punts, and the Eagles will say, you can have eight, nine play drives, but if you only get three, we win. And that's all predicated on their front. Jalen Carter's a man child. Yeah, man. If I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm sick to my stomach that I trade. <laughs> Draft a running back in the first round. They could have had him at nine, they or excuse me, eight. They trade it, and the Bears take the pick, and they don't take him. But I'm more sick to my stomach if I'm the Lions, who could have had Jalen Carter because that Lions team is pretty good. And if we're talking about the hierarchy of the NFC. They may have passed Dallas. Detroit? Yeah.
1: Yeah, look, I I get it. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. I don't want to go full uh, too far off the beaten path here, but I, I think Detroit is actually live to be upset this weekend because of what we just saw last week. How week to week these things are. But There's- look, Dallas just got. But look, I'll come back to you and and where you are right now dallas got knocked down a peg like you can't be talked about as one of the top teams in the nfc go up against san francisco who is now the or one of the top two teams in the nfc and get humiliated like they did so yeah I'm, i am I think right now there's probably still a gap between san fran philadelphia and the rest of the teams but detroit is definitely ahead of dallas long term I, I think we have to wait and see just what detroit can do in this season. Cause I bet if they lose this week or if they struggle this week, people may put them back down again, but even when Dallas wins this week, which I do think they will on Monday night, come on, man, you, you can't, you can't lose that bad to San Fran and still be a contender.
0: Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I'll bring it back up with you, man. They are just not a tough minded team and that's the problem. They might win Dying- 12 games. Yeah. They might win yeah. 12, 13 games, but in the end, it's that it's that punch in the face that they just don't handle very well. Um, let's look good at the Eagles point. offense in the game against the Rams. You know, Brown 100 yards, Goddard 100 yards, Swift had six catches. I thought that was an interesting stat, but we saw Hertz lead the team in rushing. So it felt more like a 2022 Eagles game offensively, even though they didn't score a whole heck of a lot like right. they would this year.
1: No, I thought it was good. You know, that was a big thing for me was to have a little bit more of a mobile Hurts, even if that meant kind of moving the pocket a little bit around to kind of get his feet working. Not that they needed it so much, but this is now, I think, the best or easiest way to counter what teams on defense are going to try to do, which is hang back, maybe limit the pass rush, force Jalen Hurts to make some throws underneath middle. You saw two things that kind of countered that right away, right? One was just working Dallas Goddard and getting him the ball ASAP. And the other one was being able, at least having the option to move around and and to get a little open with your feet if you're Jalen Hurts. And look, I don't know, Mike, if that was something that was talked about ahead of time or if that was just something where the game kind of came to him. But that was huge, and I think that's going to continue to be big moving forward.
0: Yeah, I I love the fact that they got all the weapons kind of – now, Smith didn't get going. I mean, you got a variety of guys. Yeah, I mean, I think Smith will have his week against the Jets this week, actually – uh, but the offensive line is what makes it go. How many teams is the offensive line the star of the team when they have AJ Brown, Goddard, Smith, and Swift and Hurts? And yet, to me, this team is what they are because of the offensive line. Because you take a look all around the league, and you look at the Rams, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell. They've got a great quarterback yeah. in Stafford, but they can't. The, the line stinks, and without the line, those guys can't do what they want to do.
1: No it's it's it definitely we I think we take it for granted to an extent right like everybody's aware these guys are putting
0: Well, we lost Aton there for a second. We'll try to bring him back in here to believe in the Eagles and continue our conversation as we move forward to the Eagles and the Jets here in just a second. But one of the things that we were discussing is the fact that there he is. We're yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I don't know what what happened. I'm on one of these new phones where it's like the camera is perfect, the mic is meant to be studio. You know, you see these commercials where they're shooting a movie on a phone right it's like this is a major motion yet some spam called me just now and it totally derailed what we're doing so yeah yeah bullshit you you keep your nonsense
0: you just went all rams offense in the second half unbelievable
1: eagles offense too minus jake elliott look the offensive line to your point I, i know we're talking about that real quick these guys are putting out christmas albums like jason kelsey they're in commercials and stuff but we still i think take them for granted when we talk about just why ultimately this team is so successful and look you said it i don't want to you know reiterate or, or just follow up anything you say i think you laid out the point which is you start to look around other teams in the NFL and when you mention the top 3 reasons why they are so successful i don't think any team to your point i think you said that no team can say that their offensive line is is a top 3 reason except philadelphia
0: that's it, right there. Yeah. Uh, so, big picture, this team is five and zero, oh, um, and really, no team has started six and zero oh after going to the Super Bowl and losing. They That's would amazing. be just the fourth team to do it: the seventy-two Dolphins, wow. the seventy-five Vikings, and the eighty-one Eagles. So, they're looking to become the fourth team to go six and zero. Oh, but so many teams go to the Super Bowl and then we see them struggle. So, I think it's a testament that the Eagles at five and zero. Oh, not playing their best are still what they are after what, what after last year's run.
1: Yeah, so I was looking at that, and when you look back at teams that win as well, that win and lose the Super Bowl, the biggest thing that derails them injury. There's always going to be injury, right? Like if somebody gets hurt, oh my god, that that. And they have, end. but they've had some injury issues this year, and they've gotten through them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, you're right. I think the biggest ones would be Jason Kelsey uh Lance, Lance Lane pardon me Johnson they lost uh, those. Jalen Hurts right like you lose Jalen Hurts you're cooked I get that but outside of injury you know Mike what, what happens and look to be fair they lost a couple of guys but usually what happens is that as a player who's on a team more often on a loser than a Super Bowl winner looks around and says man I played a lot of football my contract is up or coming up. I can get a deal. I'm hitting free agency or I'm, I'm pushing to get out. And teams lose players, or at least the team is okay with losing players. And honestly, when you look at who left and who came in, either through free agency or the draft, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're, they're not impacted by that at all, except well, on the positive. So you're, you know, we talked about Jalen Carter. So they got better. In an off season where they lost the Super Bowl and a bunch of guys didn't just race out of here to get the bag elsewhere.
0: Yeah. I, I you know how many teams could lose a player of Javon Hargrave's, you know, yeah. uh impact, and not one person has mentioned, oh man, they should have brought Hargrave back. You don't right. even remember he was here last year. So that's one thing. Two You lost Maddox, and you have somehow been able to piece it together. I think they're trying to figure out what they want to do. Bradley Roby's here now. Will they still try to find a veteran? You lost the safety. You lost both your starting safeties last year with C.J. Gardner johnson uh, leaving and uh, Marcus Epps leaving, and somehow your safeties haven't been an issue to this point. You lost both your starting linebackers and the linebacker position. Then you lose the guy, Dean, Nakobe Dean, who you thought was going to be the main guy. He's been out. So they have really persevered some key injuries to spots that were already question marks and been able to not have that interfere. They lose Juergens, who is now really, you know, you had Sayamala. Then you right. had Battle, really, in training camp for that spot. Now he's out. You got Opetta in there. And he has to go up against Aaron Donald in the first game. And it's been amazing how... They have had some injuries, and they still have been able to get past them, but that shows the depth of the top end of the roster.
1: Yeah, man. And look, when you're losing guys like Cam Jurgens, right, he's, he's five of five, maybe four of five on his best day when you rank these offensive linemen. Doesn't take away what he's able to do on the field. He's a starter for a reason, but it's easier. It's not a lot easier. But it's easier for Opetta to come in and replace Cam Juergens than X able to come in and replace Lane Johnson. So it's a combination of luck, but it's also a combination of roster building. It's a combination of there really isn't that much gap between a guy who can come in and replace an injured or departed guy and the guy who left. And you know what? Maybe we don't say that if Devontae Smith goes down for six weeks. Maybe we don't say that, right? If Darius Slay goes down six weeks. I know we're not gonna say that if Jake Elliott goes down six weeks. It's it's a credit though, man, to like where Howie Roseman can maneuver in this roster and where he can get guys that are pinch hitters, bench players, seventh men. If you want to use cross-sport analogies. This team is built so well when it comes to guys who are not starting that, again, like, I don't know if you can find that level of depth. I know I'm starting to sound like P.J. Carlissimo the more I yell, but I, I don't know if you can find that level of depth elsewhere in the NFL. Like, I really don't.
0: All right, let's uh, take a look at some intangibles in this game. Uh, we mentioned the Eagles are looking to become the fourth team to start six and zero. They're losing the Super Bowl. It's only been done three times. They've also never lost to the Jets. How about that number? They have never lost a game to the Jets. They are twelve and zero against the New York Jets, and this will be the tenth different starting quarterback for the Eagles. It'll be Jalen Hurts' chance to beat the Jets now. And uh, this Jets team is very interesting. They were a team that had a lot of hype. Four plays in, they lose Rodgers. Now they got Zach Wilson. Brees Hall, 177 yards last week. He's looking to become the first Jet with 100 rushing yards in consecutive games since 2015. But, of course, the Eagles are the best team against the rush. So, does this game go into Wilson's hands? He's completed 70% of his passes in consecutive games. Is he starting to feel himself a little bit? Is this game competitive? Do the Jets stick around? Or is this the 13th straight time the Eagles beat the Jets?
1: Look, um, I'm, I was the way, trying to find before some.
0: Before I get to that, uh, a yeah. top the Eagles are favored seven as we record over under 41. Right.
1: So I'm glad you brought that up because this line was around six, I think for maybe a minute. I don't even know if it technically opened domestically at six, but it was at six, six and a half. Maybe it was something along that lines. It finally hit seven. I think normally you'll find some sort of buyback when you get to a key number like seven you think, oh, well, the jets, they're at home. And the defense and, and all the different things that you can point to, but, you know, in, in reality right now, the two biggest things that jump out to me are, and it's questions, right? Like, okay, if you think the Jets can keep this within seven, forget when the game, but they can keep this within seven. They're going to have to cause some mistakes on the Philadelphia Eagles side, which, okay, we've seen at times, and they do have a defense that's good enough, I think, to to get in the way, at least, of Philadelphia. But it's a parlay of circumstances. So the other thing is Zach Wilson and this offense, they are going to have to keep up with Philadelphia. Look, we just saw this scenario play out. We just saw two teams where one team's defense was good enough, at least on paper, coming in to slow down a juggernaut on offense. But the question was, can their quarterback keep up? Well, we know now that if and when Carolina had a bad day on defense, their quarterback couldn't do jack you-know-what to Mm -hmm. keep up with Detroit. They got blown out of the building. The same exact scenario here. On paper, the Jets' defense should be good enough to slow down the Eagles. On paper, the Jets' defense should be able to cause the turnover, maybe even two. But where? Where in this offense Against the Eagles, defense, it, it's not going to be Hall. Hall had 70-something yards on one run, remember, last week. So I don't think the Jets have anything in their stable to keep up. A couple of big plays, a couple of scores, Mike Gill. Next thing you know, it's a 10-point lead. It's a 14-point lead. It's a 17-point lead. It's a 27-point lead. Wow. I don't know if they win by that much, but I'm saying is, the Jets don't have the ability to stop the bleeding on offense.
0: Yeah. Look, uh, the Jets defense is pretty good. I think it'll be a fun matchup. Sauce Gardner, if he's matched up with AJ Brown a lot. And by the way, Quincy Williams is pretty good against Devonta Smith, but DJ Reed being out there, safety, uh, their linebackers are solid too. So I think it's going to be a fun, interesting game. But in the end, I like what you talked about. I think the Eagles just demoralize them on the ground and just pound pound them and pound them and pound them and say, look, those corners, we're going to take them out of the game. We're going to make them insignificant, and we're going to run right at you. And I think the Eagles will have a typical Eagles game where they just run, 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 wear you down, control the clock. And your point is valid. I mean, to me, Zach Wilson, he's getting better, but they are just limiting him so much. He didn't even throw for over 200 yards right. in the game last week. So, uh, I And look, the biggest storyline, let's go like a Seinfeld episode. We'll go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> The Eagles offensive line is number one. The Jets might be last. Their line stinks. Merritt Tucker out, too. Their line's already bad. And now they lose one of the few guys on that line that can block. I think it's a long day for Wilson. Two picks. Sacks. It's like the New York stack sack exchange is back. Where's Mark uh, <laughs> we got Joe Klecko. But it's going to be the Eagle green getting all over. I think this is a mismatch in terms of uh, – uh, upfront talent so I love prop bets for Eagles if you go Reddick sack you'll almost get that 75% of the time and I've been throwing right. money on Jalen Carter sack and this is another game where I love both those plays in this one I also like uh uh the uh DeAndre Swift Smith man the DeAndre Swift and Devonta Smith are killing I me I know I know Smith Dion- Devontae Smith, I like him on the over yardage this week as well.
1: Okay. Look, uh, I think um, if you're looking at a couple of plays that jump out, touchdowns are going to be big here, especially because I, I don't necessarily, you mentioned the total, it's sitting at 40,
0: 41, 41. 41. We uh lost eight time. We'll try to pop them back in. Uh and of course we'll be doing this every Wednesday. Believe in Eagles and getting you ready for that Eagles uh Jets game this week, as I mentioned. I like the uh Eagles in the game. I think uh, it's a little bit of a mismatch there. He was just about ready to bring up the over forty one. I
1: don't know why. Forty, Would you get another forty one?
0: Would the no, PJ no. call you and said you're
1: impersonating him? Yeah, I got a cease and desist from P.J. Carlissimo just now on the other line.
0: I kind of like the Eagles because I think they'll win the game, say, 27-7, 27-6, something like that, 24. I don't know that the Eagles are going to score a whole heck of a lot. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, keep the ball away from the Jets. Not that they really have to. They don't have to be worried about the Jets' offense all that much. But I think the Eagles' offense keeps the Jets off the field because they're going to run the ball a lot. And uh that number, oh, I would probably go with <laughs> the under there. So let's see. Forty-one. Yeah, right? that's, that's forty-one. It. We picked you up right there.
1: There we go. See, I, I knew, I knew it was just a matter of timing there. Um, Look, I, I think for me, absolutely, touchdown scoring will be at a premium. I, I or not, maybe at a premium in the sense of like you, you're not going to get a ton of them right there. So the two guys that I would target would be, and again, pick up what worked. You mentioned no safety, at least not a lot of help. From the safeties and the Jets outside, yes. I think Dallas Goddard and DeAndre Swift are two guys that I want to target for anytime scores. We just saw this with George Kittle and the Niners exploiting a spot for the Dallas Cowboys defense. I would put a little sprinkle. Maybe it's a quarter unit, Mike, on two touchdowns for Dallas Goddard. Like if I had an introductory bet, maybe a link or two in a book below that we'd have for you. And I think, okay. First bet I may get back up to a hundred bucks or a thousand, whatever it may be, I would put a sprinkle on Dallas Goddard to get two touchdowns. I think the middle of the field, especially deep middle, yes, sir, is going to be open and and, and exploitable at the very least.
0: All right. Uh Aton Shander, Wednesdays here on Believe in Eagles. We'll have another freshie for you. Eagles I'll be Jeff- at home next week. Don't yeah. worry.
1: I promise. Hopefully
0: he'll be at home. Tell the people I promise. Tell the people where they can find you.
1: At Chander Show on Twitter, uh, Odd Chopper YouTube page is the best place. That's where I do a lot of stuff. And now here with you. I'm excited. Believe in the Eagles, brother.
0: We are. We are believing in them right now. 5-0. Oh, they'll beat the Jets. They'll get to 6-0. Oh, we'll talk about it next week. All right, brother. We'll talk to you. See ya. Another edition of Believe in the Eagles. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and watch us right here on the Believe Network. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe.